What is up, Arizona? I want to welcome you back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything small ball. We discuss scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention and are often overlooked. But here, they're the stars. It is Monday, November 8th. Reyes is here with me as always, and we are back on that podcast grind. Reyes, how good does it feel hopping back on the podcast for our first full season covering Arizona small school basketball? I mean, it feels great, Jeff. I mean, just being back. I mean, we've been gone for a little bit. I mean, it doesn't probably seem as long, but for us, it's been a long time. You know, we've just been dying to get back, provide content for you guys. And so we're just glad that the season's approaching us and we're just ready to dive back in and just provide you guys the coverage about everything small ball. It's getting close, man. I mean, we're at this point about two weeks away from the season, so we wanted to come in. Here's what you need to know, man. I missed our daily conversations about hoops throughout the summer, man. Right? I mean, it's one thing, yeah, because like you said, we're – We talked like every day. Every single day, we, and it was just about basketball. I mean, who, lo- who doesn't love talking about basketball? I mean, if you're a small ball fan – I mean, if you tune into this podcast, you're tuning in because you like to listen about content about the basketball in Arizona. So, I mean, like for us, I mean, we were just in heaven and it was just great. I missed that. I'm glad we're back. And shoot, let's just get the season rolling, dude. What was it that Emily said? She said, I called you one time and I heard her in the back. She was like, uh, Luetta's like your second girlfriend or something. Yeah. So my, <laughs> my, my beloved, <laughs> she always cracks jokes because I'm constantly on the phone or especially during the summer and like last season, always on the phone with Jeff, like calling him, FaceTiming him, texting him. Like he was pretty much in her words, my second girlfriend, because how much attention I gave to this man and how not much- officially, but you know, just, yeah, not officially or anything like that. Her words. In other words, just for the show. So, I mean, we do a lot of things for the show. A lot, man. And, and you know, I know this, but for our listeners, Reyes never stops with tournaments and games. He's either organizing them or taking our kids to them. You've had a lot of opportunities to see some really good players from July up until now. What's been your favorite basketball experience since summer ball, you know, from end of July or end of June up until now in November? Uh, the GCU team camp, that was pretty fun. I took my kids to a live period actually here in Phoenix which was actually really good. It was at Ottawa University, beautiful campus, beautiful facility. You know, it's pretty brand new. Um, coaching staff was great. Um, that was actually pretty fun. You know, the kids, it was like one of their first times actually experiencing like a live event, live period. I mean, we've been to a couple, but like just being home in Arizona was actually kind of nice and having coaches come to Arizona. That was pretty cool. So probably that one. That was probably we did get the- worked though. We didn't win one game. We didn't. And <laughs> we got freaking smoked, but it was awesome. It was fun. Well, we got smoked the first game. Every other game after that, we lost by, like, three. We lost by a buzzer beater. We lost by five. And you got to think, I mean, if we're going to put context, because I did technically lose every single game there. <laughs> I had six kids. Three of them got injured. No, don't. Don't do that. Don't make no, 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 don't. You, no, don't. You lost, dude. You can't make this. No, don't I, don't I, be that coach. <laughs> I will accept the L. I will. I'm just saying. I'm sorry, the, the five L's, you know. Four. Four. <laughs> I will I accept them you know what I mean I carry them with grace it's good experience I'm just saying though 
I had three kids that were injured, one that legit couldn't play. I just had two kids hobbling on the court. I'm just saying, you try to play with those odds, I mean, you're not going to win a lot of games. But the toughness they showed, I mean, at the end of the game, at the end of the day, besides win or loss, coach, we had fun as old grassroots coaches. I was just about to say, what is this, grasshopper, man? We had fun. I wrote on the board, let's have fun together. (laughs) You did the live period. That was fun. I got to go hang out there for at least one day. And then in, uh, what was it, in September, you also went to the ACU camp, right? September, what was it, September 11th. I was actually there, you know. Um, It was actually a pretty cool camp, cool experience. Um, The facility, I mean, it was at the event center and stuff like that. It's kind of a weird facility, but it's cool. The campus is weird, you know what I mean? I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, first of all, let's talk about ACU. For those of you who don't know, 2022 prospects, even the 2023 class are looking for schools and stuff like that. ACU is a top five program in the NAIA. They usually, for the past, like, I think, like, 10 seasons, they usually, seven out of 10, they've been to the tournament. Uh, They've been to the Final Four, I think, two or three times. Like, they're a legit program, especially in Arizona. They've actually never lost to an Arizona team non-D1. So all the Mm -hmm. JUCOs, NAIs, and stuff like that, they're undefeated with. They're a really good school. Uh, They're based off Christian. They believe in their faith. They try to um, input their foundation, the Word of God, into their players to make them young men. So, I mean, overall, it's just a great program. It was actually pretty fun. You know, saw a couple of kids from the small ball, actually. You know, a couple of kids from ALA. Saw a kid from Odyssey Prep. Uh, was able to point out a few. Yeah, so it was actually pretty cool to see. Yeah, that, all that stuff's super fun. And, you know, there was a lot of fun stuff that happened in between June ball up until now in November when we're just a couple of weeks knocking on the door of the season. So it's been fun. There's a lot of awesome stuff coming up this season. I mean, we know that all of you guys, whether you're a coach, whether you're a player, you guys are pumped for the season. We are especially pumped, though. This is our first full season on the podcast, so we can't wait about that. We're super pumped. We're excited about our squad this year, just as coaches. Which of these things should I be more excited about? Well, actually, to slide another option in there, for those who do not know Yavapai College, which is in the JUCO. That's true. That's true. They are starting up their men's basketball program and women's basketball program again. So for those of you who are in the senior class, you know what I mean? They're still unsigned, looking for a school, looking for an opportunity. Uh, This is actually a really great opportunity. It's in the Verde Valley in the Prescott area. I mean, good school. They have pretty good nursing programs and other um, studies that they offer and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's definitely an opportunity for those looking for the small ball. Definitely, for sure. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be a great season, man. A lot of fun stuff going on. And regardless of what happens, it's going to be awesome. We're going to be bringing you guys weekly episodes every Monday to keep you updated on everything small ball going on in Arizona. Here's the thing, though. It's only two of us. Coaches, if you feel like one of your kids had an awesome standout performance and we missed it, don't hesitate to send us a stat. Send us a write-up of the game. You can shoot us a message on Twitter. You can DM us on Instagram. You can message us on Facebook. Just let us know, man, and we'll talk about it. Our whole goal, I mean, obviously, we're Arizona high school basketball fanatics. We want to talk about the kids that are not getting talked about enough. So if you're in that situation, don't hesitate to send it to us. We're going to drop two episodes this first week highlighting some of the top storylines that you need to know about heading into this season. Part one is coming up next, but before it comes up, check this out. Okay, I'm going to put you on the hot seat to start. Here's what I'm going to do with this headline. I'm going to throw the headline out at you, and you need to tell me if you agree 
or disagree. Okay, you got it? Fair enough, yes. Okay, here we go. Here's our first headline you guys need to be following. Rancho Solano will win the title in the 2A this year. No. No. No, I say no. I say nay. You said don't ever say nay again. You can say no. Okay. Well, why I'm thinking back to we did a, a segment on previewing the two way this next year, and you picked Scottsdale over Rancho, correct? Yes, I did put Scottsdale over Rancho because like I said, I do I am aware, you know, we're probably gonna talk about this a little bit. Rancho is bringing back a lot of people, so that means they have a lot of depth, but that doesn't mean Scottsdale doesn't have a lot of depth. With their starting five, Scottsdale has the chance to run away with a back-to-back 2A title. You're going with your gut there, huh? I can, I can see it just in your face. You're going with your gut. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, you know, but I mean, you know, strategically and, you know, if you go off stats and stuff like that, I mean, it's not, it's, uh, if you're a betting man, you know, take the smart bet. Okay, so then you would bet on that. So I disagree with you on this. I think, well, before I even get into that, uh, I just wanted to say something because this is crazy. I was looking at the last decade in Arizona small ball, and this is super interesting because Rancho and Scottsdale Christian, we have grown accustomed to seeing them up at the top in the playoffs at the end. Uh, in the last decade, Scottsdale Christian has won four championships. Okay. That's a, that's crazy. They won four championships in the last 10 years. They're like down year. I'm doing air quotes. 2011 2012 they lost in the quarters that was their down year mm-hmm. right that's most people's really good year yes rancho on the other hand is a little different uh, rancho coach trig took over in 2013 2014 they weren't a playoff team if you look it's crazy their record was like three and you know three and 18 or, or four and and you know 17 whatever but they barely won any games i know you wouldn't know what that feels like, Reyes, you know, but they didn't have as many wins right there, like right before Coach Trigg, right before, sorry, man, I had to throw it in there, but right before Coach Trigg took over, Coach Trigg takes over and they became a playoff team in 2016, 2017. They actually made it to the championship against San Carlos. Uh, they lost and they came back the next year and then they took the whole thing. Since Coach Trigg has taken over, they have won two championships. Yes. So between what I'm trying to say and, and throwing all that out there, number one, Coach Triggs did a great job. Number two, Coach Fredericks over at Scottsdale Christian, along with John Anderson, has done a great job. These are two teams that we're just so used to seeing at the top, because even if they didn't win the championship in a year, what you see is they're there. They're in the final four or they're in the championship game. Right. And, and for me, I think this is the year that Rancho comes back with the vengeance. And I think Rancho wins the two A title this year. I think they win it easily. That that's kind of my hot take. I know you don't like that, but I, I think they win all. it easily because Rancho, you know who's coming back. Why, why don't you tell all of our listeners Rancho and who is coming back? Well, pretty much Rancho only lost one senior, one kid, Evan Punches. You know he's been dearly missed. But he was a great player, really, really good. Long, really good. Uh, he could shoot the ball. He was good. Yes, he was a tough kid. But I mean, they're bringing back everybody else. So with that, everybody else, everybody else, I get it. And if you're wondering who they're bringing back exactly, they actually have three key players, which is in Noah Vargas, Ramos, and Dianas. Noah Vargas last year averaged 15, six and two Ramos 
a 6'6 forward, averaged 13 and 7. And then they had Deannis, a forward two, he averaged 11 and 6. So you have three kids from Rancho that were in double digits. And honestly, they're they able to put on the floor. They're athletic, they're long, physical on defense. I give just match of nightmares for everybody. But you think that, but then you got to think about Scott Stowe Christian. You know what I mean? They have the fan. They have a Garrison. We're just calling him the fan now, not even like his name. Exactly. They have the fan. They have the Garrison, and they have Wells. You know what I mean? That doesn't have the same ring as the fan. All right, they have Garrison. Um. Anyways, they have Scottsdale is the way that their program is run. They expect greatness. They expect to win. So I feel like even though Rancho has this chip on their shoulder, especially the outcome of the way they did lose in the state title last year. I just feel like Scott's just kind of be ready for that and just kind of like not bounce them off, but just be ready and we'll do what they need to do, run their offense, and then slowly but surely take out Rancho and win the 2A title. Let me ask you this. If Scottsdale and Rancho, their starting five, if they met at just an outdoor park, who do you think wins that game? Well, we all, we both know this. Street ball and <laughs> like regular basketball, not regular basketball, like organized basketball is different i would probably give it to rancho because rancho's they, winning the title this year i'm just saying i think because rancho is a little bit more creative with their players. <laughs> but like i said you put scottsdale in a system they have a great system i just feel like their system is going to slowly but surely just destroy rancho and like i said scottsdale will become victorious and rancho will not we, you know, we, we're nitpicking at this. Rancho and Scottsdale Christian are both amazing programs. And if they do end up meeting in the championship game, you know, Reyes, you said destroy. We, we know this. And hope, just for you guys, we're just talking. Destroy means win, not like win by 40. or You know what I mean? It's going to be a great game. And it's going to be really competitive. These are two awesome cro- programs. They're, they're super well coached. They got great players, just just really good stuff. My opinion with everybody that Coach Trigg is returning, I say Rancho wins their third championship in the last 10 years. Here's my biggest improvement that I think Rancho needs to make. As a team, they shot 29% from three. So I think that needs to really improve, and, and that'll help them. I think the experience that they have and even just the chip on their shoulder that they have from losing last year is going to be – a different element. They're going to have a swagger. They're going to be playing a lot more angry. And I think sometimes that's really good. They also have got a pretty solid schedule. I know that you were looking at it a little bit. Here are some games on their schedule that are pretty worthy of note. They play North Valley Christian. Again, that was a great game last year. Remember, I think that was their first game last year. It was a great game. They play North Valley Christian on November 30th. They play Trivium December 4th. Trivium's got a great point card in um, Jasper Zamora. They play ALA Gilbert North on December 13th, which we saw them this summer. They have one of the best incoming freshmen that I've seen in a while. They play Santan Charter with a brand new coach January 7th, and they play Scottsdale Christian January 25th. So it's going to be a little bit of a preview of what we may see in the playoffs. It's one of the toughest schedules that I've seen. Uh, They're going to be ready to come playoff time. I think it's going to be really fun. No, I agree with you. Uh, Coach Trigg, don't kill me. Obviously, what Coach Valletta said. No, uh, no, kill him, man. He's No, kill him. Spare me. Spare <laughs> me the words. Please. All the Rancho stands, just spare me the word. 
Um, no, I agree with you. You forgot to note, you know, Horizon Honors, you know, they're pretty competitive. They're looking That's to make true. A, That's true. They're looking to make a jump this year, so don't sleep on them as well. Um, yeah. I I just can't agree with you with that hot take. I think it's a pretty poor hot take from you on your end. I wish you next time you make a hot take, let's just come better, more prepared. Oh man, be quiet, man. You know it's better. Okay, here's the next one. All right. Um, do you agree or disagree with this? You tell me. We're staying in the two A. Arizona Lutheran will break into the top tier of the two A basketball programs this year. Is there a somewhat agree? No, I'm kidding. No, is it agree or disagree? Let's go, man. I do agree, and I. I I, I was a little bit on the fence with this uh, probably a couple months ago. I think we talked about it a little bit over the summer, and I just wasn't 100%, 100% sure on what to expect from them. You know what I mean? I mean, they have the kids. Their coach is a great coach. And it's just been like that darning question, like when is ALA going to make the jump? Like when is it going to happen? And honestly, if it was any year, this is the year they have to not saying they need to, like they have to make the jump. If they're going to be a state title runner for real, this is the year that you have to do it. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. And, and I do think that this is the year that Arizona Lutheran will break into the top tier of the 2A basketball programs. The reason why, you got to see Tanner Plitzwhite, right? At the ACU camp. Did you see him a whole lot or just a little bit? No, I was actually saying, I was actually able to see a pretty good chunk of him actually. Um, like I said, he looks a little bit bigger. I mean, he's probably about 6'3", 6'4". He's um, long. Long, yes. And uh, one attribute that a lot of people probably don't realize, especially the ACU camp, it's kind of funny. They were using him as a big man. I mean, hmm. you know. Um, but his shooting, you know, and the way he's able to see the floor a little bit. You know, his IQ is, pretty, is there, and he's able to shoot the ball fairly well at a high percentage. Um, that's probably – I mean, that's their best kid. And they, they actually have another kid, too. I forgot his name. He was at the camp. Athletic. He was able to get a couple of jams in some of the five-on-five five scene. Um, yeah, I mean, those two is pretty dynamic duo. You fill in those little role players with ALA and they're coaching their system. I just think this is the year they have to make a run at it. I mean, it's dire need. I think Tanner, I think he can carry those expectations. It's just now whether we believe it or not. I mean, it's, it doesn't matter. It's just if he can do it or not. Yeah, and for those – Listeners, we've mentioned this on the show a couple times, but it's just a stat that is is impressive. Tanner, his three-point shooting percentage is 43%. And he was taking tough contested shots off the dribble, around a screen, in transition. He's a good shooter. He's tall. He's long. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, Coach Meyer for Arizona Lutheran has reached out to us a couple times, and we've talked about a couple things. Uh, Coach Mar, you don't know this, but this is kind of funny. Years ago, we were actually game planning to play against Arizona Lutheran, and we were super pumped and excited about it. And we started doing a bunch of one of the things that, that I love to do kind of goes in with the podcast is is scouting. I love watching teams and breaking down what they're good at, what their weaknesses are, things like that. Key players. So we had all the coaches together. I don't think you were there that night. I don't think you were here that night, but it no, was me. It was our head coach and then one of our former players who had just graduated. And we all sat down and I got this game film and we watched about half of it. And we had all these notes on it. We were talking about our best way to go up against, you know, ALA. 
And then at halftime, we realized that it was the film from like two years ago opposed to the previous year. And we all looked at each other like, man, what are we doing, man? We're watching the freaking wrong game film. Coaches, I don't know if you've ever done that. It was pretty funny. Uh, if you've ever done that, uh, hopefully it, it's only happened once. It's only happened to me once, but that, I felt bad because I was the one who pulled the film up. I was like, dang, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, but regardless, in watching that film, it was actually the last time that ALA was super competitive in the playoffs. Yes. And, and that time, they were really competitive. It was 2018-2019. They had 11 upperclassmen on that team, so pretty old. They were actually really big, too. They had some nice size. Uh, kind of a, a different side piece. Tanner Plitzwhite was a freshman on that team, which is pretty cool. Now he's coming into his senior year. Since 2018-2019, they have been a somewhat young squad. Like, they just have. But this year is different, though. They have six upperclassmen. They have some really nice young players to mix in there as well. I think this is the year that they're really going to move in and be more competitive, especially because, like what you said, Tanner is a different level of athlete. He's a great player, and I think he can help propel them into the next level. He's really, really good. I also think that they have a really favorable schedule. Uh, their first real test is January 11th against Trivium, but it is a home game, so that's going to help. I think they're going to have a lot of confidence coming into that game. Uh, they're going to have a long time to just build confidence and to get ready for the playoffs. They've got a couple key players that are coming back that are really, really solid. They've got Schomburg, who follows us on Instagram. So so big shout out to you. Uh, he's averaging eight points a game, uh, right around nine points a game. Tanner Plitzweiss, 16 points a game. Uh, number 22, Draper, 10 points a game. Jacobson, number 23, eight points a game. Uh, just really, really good players. Uh, yeah, Jacobson is graduating. That's who they lost from last year. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're returning some really good players where they're going to be able to spread things out pretty well. I think one thing that's going to help them is just really focusing on the free throw line. Yes. They, this past season, they were 61% from the free throw line as a squad. And, I mean, you know, perspective uh, for us, Reyes, I mean – our percentage from the free throw line this past year was 59%. And that's just not good, especially with like, we're just a team of guards, you know? So if you want to propel yourself into that next top tier of the programs, I think just the free throw line is going to be a huge help for them, but they've got some great players. And I, I think, you know, on the AZ preps three, six, five, I couldn't see what tournaments they were in, but if they can get into some really good competitive tournaments, I think it'll help them a little bit more going towards uh, that ending season. How far do you see them going in the playoffs? Do you see them? Like, what do you think is the ceiling for them? Do you see like final four? Do you see quarters? Do you see maybe championship? Well, I mean, I do think a realistic title run is there, but like I said, you got to meet the big dog. You got to meet Scott. So Christian and Rancho. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I see someone say the big dog. I just feel like, let the big dog eat. Yep. So we just got you got to realize, like, being ALA or any teams in the two way, like, to get to where your aspirations are for your team, you realize you got to knock on either one of those doors. So right. you're prepared for that. But if we're being realistic and stuff like that, I do think ALA, with the talent that they have, the players they have, the coach they have, I do see them making a pretty good run. I, I, if I had to make a guess and if I was a betting man, you know what I'm saying? I would say maybe if they can get past the elite eight, the first two rounds, which is like being an elite eight, I can see them in the fi final four for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll obviously, you know, as the season goes on and stuff like that, we'll probably maybe do a way too early prediction or as, right, the, right. Um, you know, we'll make our final four predictions, whatever. But I think a, an elite eight spot for right now is a pretty solid um, for them. I could see them maybe, you know, and, and this is obvious. It all depends on their seating and the bracket and matchups. You know. Yeah, what they do have going for them, though, is I do think they have a pretty favorable schedule. So, you know, they could be a pretty high seed, so that'll help them out a little bit. Yeah, there are a couple of teams that they should be able to take care of. As you mentioned, you know, Trivium and Santan Charter. But we also got to remember, too, you know, like, we also got to remember that ALA is going to face, you know, like Horizon Honors and uh, Phoenix Country Day. And so they're going to be seeing some of those schools that were like, if you're ALA – no disrespect to any of the teams out there for what you guys have going on. You need to have in your mind, like these are games that we should win, not need should. So if LA wants to really make this playoff run a reality, make this dream into a reality, they need to take care of business early in the regular season. And like you said, if they get in some pretty good tournaments, you know, gain that experience, gain that confidence. And like I said, we'll just see, kind of see where ALA goes. I mean, the ceiling for them is pretty high, but I don't want to make any, strong guesses right now. So I would put him at the Elite Eight. I say maybe I could see him in the final four. You could? I could see him there. Yeah. You said uh, the the ceiling right now. What you said about the ceiling thing is kind of funny. Uh it made me think of Michael Jordan. Remember when he gave that speech at North Carolina? (laughs) He said the ceiling is the roof. (laughs) Dude, that was so funny, man. I freaking love that clip. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's also funny how you for just disregarded my question, but okay. What was your question? I didn't even hear it. Give me your final four right now. My final four right, right now. now? Right now. You see him in the final four. Let's see it. See, I'm supposed to put you on the hot seat. You're not supposed to put me on the hot seat. Okay. My final four. Um, Gosh. It is a way, way, way too early final four prediction. So, yeah. Now, I'm not going to put, like, who's playing against who because obviously you no, don't know. Just... But, but my four teams that will be there at the end of the season in the 2A, I'm going with Rancho. I'm going with Scottsdale. I just don't see a world where they don't make it in. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going with ALA, Arizona Lutheran. Okay. And then, man, who do I got next? Are you going to throw in Trivium? I'm not going to throw in Trivium. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I'm not going to throw in Trivium. Get interesting. I, I think – do I want to throw in Trivium? No, you don't. I don't think so. I don't think – do I want to throw in Pima? Um, Aye. Man, let me put a pin in that fourth one. I'm not sure. I can't think of it right now, man. Let's see, I think you fourth? could. Make a crazy – just make a crazy prediction right now. Why not? Come on, it's for fun. A crazy prediction. Uh, team gosh, dang it! I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw Santan Charter in there. Okay, I'm not mad about that. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think that's what it's gonna be, but I'll throw them in there just because they have they have the ability to get there. Yeah. What about Phoenix Country Day? Do you think they do or an NFL yet? I don't. No. I. I. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's why I just PCD lost so much last year. I'm not. They could still be really good. I just I don't know enough about them to put them in that final four. I know that Santan Charter's got some really good kids coming back. They got a new kid, AJ Turner, coming. They've got some nice pieces, you know. They're, they're going to be good. But yeah. 
Yeah, I just Trivium's close. They could be there. They got they got some good players too. I agree. And then that just kind of goes back to what we reiterated in the beginning, coaches. Like I said, what we're saying right now, this is just solely based off what we what we got, the knowledge and what we are able to get the information. So if you think we are wrong, please you send us your about your team, what you guys got going on. Please send us that so our predictions are a little bit more precise. The cool thing about us doing this podcast is like we're not really reporters, we're coaches, you know, and we're in the thick of it with you guys. So, uh, you know, it, it's kind of it's kind of nice to talk about this stuff with a lot of context, you know. So, uh, but yeah, man, you guys send us your stuff, man. What's your final four? You know, how, how would you change it? What team do you think I should put in there? You know, and then we'll we'll go from there. But but yeah, that's pretty good, man. I, I do think that Arizona Lutheran will make it into that top tier of the programs. I just, I see that happening. And I think that Tanner Pitzwa is going to have an amazing year this year. I think he's going to be tough. Coaches, college coaches that do listen to this, that are looking at the small ball, please take a look at Tanner. He's a tough kid. Mm. Um, a kid to keep on your radar for sure. Okay, here's, go. here's our last one. Our last headline that we want to follow this year that this one's actually going to be super cool, but we're keeping some stuff secret because we're releasing our episode next monday that is a whole highlight on this team it's a coach's corner and it's something that if you're a which i mean if you're listening to this you would be but if you're a fan of arizona small ball like this is for you this is so cool we're gonna do a big show a whole show dedicated to this next week so this is just kind of a little preview to that where we're gonna talk about it but next week there's a lot more coming here's our last one okay Mojave Accelerated will win the title in the 1A this year over North Valley Christian. Yes. You're down with that. You think it's good? I'm down with that. And my reasoning why, I mean, you look back, I mean, it was a pretty competitive game between the two teams. I'm saying North Valley Christian, amazing program, good coach. Uh, They have the talented players. They got a couple kids coming back. Um, But Mojave Accelerated, they're bringing literally – everybody i believe i think i think they lost a couple but i believe they're bringing everybody they lost a couple and you don't want to say this as a coach you know like it, it's not true but like it's true. their main kids are all coming back yes their main kids are significant you guys know what i mean by that yeah the ones that are gonna make an impact i will say it hot take. <laughs> <laughs> um, no i do believe and like i said i think previous when we talked about mojave accelerated about the title run and our thoughts I thought that Mojave Accelerated could have capitalized, but I felt like they needed an offense. That's one thing I felt they were short on. They didn't really have an offense to go to when the times came tough. They faced a lot of turnovers. And the Aiden Honeyger. Honeyger, yeah. Honeyger, I believe, is their best player I, in my book. I mean, besides they're a big. Um, he was. Yeah, he's skilled. a just, – just real quick, because you mentioned him. I just want to say this. He's a six-foot senior guard who was averaging 21 points a game. He's a tough player. Tough, tough player, definitely. Um, he's a skilled player, and I felt like his other teams, if they – I just felt like they weren't as skilled as him to what they needed to be in that state championship run. So I think the two things that did – if I can remember back and go back on episodes, was they needed offense – and they need their players need to develop some skills. They need to be able mm. to put the floor ball on the floor and not always be in Aiden's hands. They need other mm. people to create for themselves. 
So that's why I felt like this whole summer, the off season right now, what's going on, I felt like they've been able to do the work to make this obviously amazing run, and I feel like they will become victorious. Yeah, and they really have been putting in work. You know, they competed in Section 7, and they did a really good job at Section 7. They were tough. They come back, and they'll be led by kind of a trio that is going to be – they'd be good in any type of conference. But Honiger, six-foot senior. They have Neil, who's a 6'3 senior, and Leslie, who's a 6'3 junior. But all averaging – in uh, the double digits, uh, Neil averaging 16.3 points a game, Honiger averaging 21 points a game, and then Leslie averaging 14.3 points a game. And they have like four other kids that are on their roster coming back or three kids that are in like that five to seven average range. Mm-hmm. So, you know, between the three of them, they average 50 points between the three of these kids. So they're going to be really their core of their scoring. They're a really good squad. They've got some great experience. And, and, you know, Coach Neal of Mojave Accelerated, we're going to do a coach's corner with him next week. But he is thinking exactly right. He had a really tough summer, which was good. Like, when I mean tough, I mean they played some really good competition at Section 7. And he really went out of his way to schedule some tough games on their schedule. If you look at Mojave Accelerated's schedule, you're going to see some things that are interesting. You got some 4A teams on their schedule because he really wanted to beef them up and get them ready for the playoffs. Lee Williams, they have Mojave from the 4A. They have Leading Edge, who's not from 1A, he's in 2A. Um, Leading Edge is 2A or 1A? Did they move or go back? Oh, uh, they uh, went back. They're in the they went back. Okay, so, uh, but they're in the PCD Classic Tournament, so they'll play some good competition there. He was telling me that he even tried to schedule a game with Scottsdale Christian, but that didn't work out. So he's really thinking right and getting kids ready for the playoffs. Here's the thing. I do think that Mojave Accelerated will win the title this year. This, this, I'll just kind of release this, and then next week is when we're going to kind of talk about everything else. This is a group that has played together for a really long time, and they have a lot of really good chemistry. I think last year in that championship game, what you said is so true, Reyes. When they got pressured in the full court, it really their, their lack of skills all around really came out. And I think them working on that's going to be great. Also, North Valley Christian lost a ton of kids. They have some good kids coming back, but they lost a lot. They lost a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if this, if Mojave Accelerated has a chance to win the title, this is their chance that, you know, not to quote Michael Jordan, but this is the last dance, you know. So there's going to be some other teams in the 1A that are going to be tough as well. Uh, Baba Kavari is going to be good. Uh, who will kind of be there to challenge. They would did not play last year, but they'll be back this year. And I think for Mojave Accelerated, their their assist to turnover ratio needs to be better, uh, three sixty nine to three twenty nine. So it's just a lot of turnovers, and uh, they just need to work on that. But I think if they can sure that up, I think that this is their year, and they're going to have a great run with a really cool story with kids that have been together for a really long time. I agree, and like I said, for you small ball fans all around from the three A to the one A, this next episode from next week about Mojave is going to be great, and I feel like you should definitely tune in it's going to be way cool because you get to see kind of like the the coolest thing about arizona small ball and i'm going to say this again next week the coolest thing about arizona small ball and small school basketball is you do have kids that have played together for a long time because you don't really have a whole lot of transfers coming into true small school basketball schools so kids play together and it's going to be super cool next week because we get to highlight a group 
that has played together for like ever and they're going to have a chance to win a state championship. It's just going to be really cool to, that's a storyline that you guys are going to want to be following throughout this whole season and not just Mojave, but also Arizona Lutheran and Rancho. I mean, these are things that if you guys follow them throughout the season, at the end of the season, it's going to be so much more special because you know the context and you know the history behind it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I was just going to say, like, just reiterate again, if you feel like your team was left out, please, please let us know. If you're a player, Reach out. coach, send us away, please. We just hope you do. We're keeping it short and sweet today, guys. We're going to get out of here, but be on the lookout for our next episode on Wednesday. We talk about the new transfers all over at Valley Christian, some breaking news over at Gilbert Christian and more. You don't want to miss it. Thank you guys for supporting the Arizona Small Ball Podcast and be sure to like and follow the show. Drop a review for us on Apple Podcasts if you want to show some love and we'll catch you guys next time.